0: Hi everyone, it's Bert from Season Gaming and welcome to this week's BitCast. We're at BitCast 49, we're in the first full week of March. Last week was mainly February, so we're finally going to talk about the games that are coming in March. We don't have as much news for you this week because there really hasn't been that much news going on, but we are going to kind of recap the week and what's happened. Join as usual with Ains and Dan, and let's kick it off with kind of the game that we've all been playing a ton of, and it has now hit 50 million players. So we're talking about Apex Legends. We play this almost every day, Ains. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, no kidding. We do. Um, it's definitely been our go-to game since pretty much since release. I think last night we played some pub, but that was for the first time since Apex released. Um, it has kind of yeah. taken over from a multiplayer perspective for us, and uh, it doesn't seem to really get kind of tiring. Um, you know, right now it's one map, eight players, and it's I won't say it's relatively limited because the gameplay variety is always there. I think that's what keeps us coming back. But um, yeah, shocking that they've hit 50 million players in a month. Um, they've still got, obviously, a long way to go to catch Fortnite overall. But uh, the speed at which people are picking up Apex and, and playing it regularly is, is really, really crazy. Um, it's great to see, though. I'm happy for Respawn, and I'm really excited to see the Battle Pass and new character hopefully coming next week.
0: Yeah, I think overall we have tons of Battle Royale games in the arena, I guess you could almost say it. And uh, we've got, we, we are going to talk about Battlefield as we kind of had the leak trailer that we leaked and we're going to talk about that next, actually. But um, wh- where do you think this ends kind of overall with Apex Legends? Do you, see, do you think it'll ever compete with uh, Fortnite? Uh, I, I don't think so
1: completely. Yeah, we kind of talked about that last night, funny enough, on Dan's show, is that Fortnite is a more casual game. Um, It brings in a younger audience and keeps them there with the skins and the dances and stuff. And um, I think that part of the reason, Bert, don't let me speak for you, part of the reason we like Apex so much is that it is a competitive game, and there is a big skill gap there. Um, Fortnite, not as much, uh, I would say, at least in my opinion. And so I think there are, you know, younger players or other people who may play Apex and, um, you know, kind of get um, beat down if they're not ready to have that quick reflex type game, quick shooter pace, and so they'll move on to something else. But um, just for reference here, Fortnite has around 200 million players, and so even with the ridiculous success that Apex has had so far, they're still only at 25% of what Fortnite's doing, Um so even you know, even if this continues and continues, they still got a long way to go. But I don't know. I, I I'd like to see it be as
0: big as Fortnite, but I just don't think it will. Yeah, so Dan, I, I know you don't play Apex Legends, but your kids, you were telling us last time your kids are playing it now. Have they transitioned over to Apex or are they still doing a little mix of Fortnite and Apex?
2: It's funny because they've they tra- transitioned to Apex and then I was telling Ames last night, I said, you know what, they're back on Fortnite almost exclusively now interesting yeah they went from they're like oh this game is awesome to this game is trash their words um (laughs) not mine and but they 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 still jump on and play it every once in a while but they also you know they play minecraft they play roblox on occasion so they're they have the the attention span of a net so it's it's not (laughs) it's not you know i I don't know if you can take too much from that but yeah as far as uh their primary game, I'd say, it's Fortnite now. It, they they did go to Apex for a little while, and I think I think to you know to what Ain said, you know, I think it's more. I think Apex is almost more of a mature, more competitive um, game, right. and it's just you know the kids really love that Fortnite. The skins, you know, I still get asked for them almost on a daily basis, and I Funny. answer no constantly, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I think yeah, that. It's funny. Um, I, I, go ahead and answer. Sorry, Bert.
1: Uh, I was going to say I do think that once the battle pass comes out for Apex and they add in those more um, consistent unlockables, both for people you know um, who aren't buying it and the additional unlockables for people who are buying it, and give people something to work towards more consistently. Because right now, as you know, Bert, you know you get a little higher level and you stop really getting packs that often. So there's even though you're playing constantly, you're really not unlocking anything. Um, I think once they start to add some carrots dangling in front of people. Um, It'll that retention will pick a little back up too.
0: Cool, cool. Well, definitely a good start. I I personally think that uh, Apex is going to be the second place leader for quite a while. I think PUBG is slowly uh, having some player base drop off, and then uh, Blackout. I have no idea what's going to happen with that game. I think Apex Legends is a complete replacement of Blackout, but there's still the Call of Duty players that are going to be playing it, um, and then Fortnite will probably be the, the top top dog for quite a while just for what it is now they are different enough i think uh fortnite after being that as my backseat gaming it is different enough in the way you play it the way you approach it the way you think about the guns whereas some of the other ones are very very similar so we'll see what happens so moving on to the our next story that is kind of a leak that happened this week thankfully we did post it on our site we we did talk briefly about it um on there and it's the Battlefield 5 Battle Royale mode is finally out. So, Ains, why don't you touch on this one really quick because you did break the story? Yeah, so
1: a, a leaked video of what looks to be the tutorial for Firestorm within Battlefield 5. So, if you've played Battlefield 5, whenever you play one of the big main multiplayer modes for the first time, there's like this short tutorial video that shows you how it functions. That looked to be what it was for Firestorm. And what we saw was actually surprising, and I've been kind of scouring the web, you know, as I always do, seeing what people think about things on the Battlefield Reddit and you know the the system Reddits, and honestly, the opinion has been really, really positive, in um, people liking what they saw from that video. So um, you can see things like obviously it looks and plays like Battlefield Five, right? But the map has specific objectives that you can do and kind of drop in reinforcements, which is kind of neat. Um, It does have solo play uh, and squad play, which, as we've talked about, Apex, you know, is only squad play. Um, Obviously, vehicles, as we expected, vehicles and destruction are going to play a big part here. They showed tanks, they showed buildings collapsing, and what was really cool is they showed that the circle is like a firestorm, go figure, that um, destroys everything in its path almost instantly, so it crushes buildings and everything as it closes. So what this uh, may mean... Unlike some of these other games where you can kind of run outside the circle for a while, it may mean that, um, you know, if you're outside the circle in this, you're instantly dead. And so that'll put a higher level of pressure on players to uh, drive to the center of the circling and engage rather than playing the edge game, as we call it when we play. Um, the other neat thing, you know, a couple other little things. Like you can, um, when you're downed, you can still shoot. So just like in Battlefield, as you're waiting for a revive, you get a pistol and you can still shoot at people, which is kind of neat because it'll that'll give you that second chance you know to, to finish someone off if you get downed and just a lot of little neat features like that which is what we said right we said for firestorm to have a impact in battle royale especially at this point in time it's gonna have to bring something unique and it looks like at the very least it has a few unique features that'll be fun to play around with
2: yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to this one only because i'm you know i like battlefields multiplayer so this one i might actually try out with you guys um, I probably will never play it solo because I'll get killed instantly. Um, but I, I've always enjoyed Battlefield's multiplayer, and I can't say that for very many games at all. Um, it's always fun playing with your friends. I'd like to see how they do that, you know, the, the Ring of Fire. Gosh, I hope there's not a Johnny Cash trailer <laughs> song now. Um, is, is, do you guys know, is this one, is it in, it's included with the game, I'm assuming, yes. but is it also... F- free-to-play or not or is it just with the game
0: yeah they haven't said
2: okay and
0: and that's that's actually a good point dan that we have no details yet as to a release date we have no details as to what it's going to look like um, as far as modes on there we haven't seen any of the ui stuff inside the game we've only seen that teaser trailer um, I think this is going to... Me and Ains, funny enough, we're talking about this last night. You know, Is it going to be eventually free? There's been rumors that Blackout was going to be a standalone free right. feature eventually. And with Battlefield not selling as up to expectations, I, and I should say that's what the, the, the developer is saying about this, You know, are people going to want to spend the $30, $40 bucks for the game just to get the Battle Royale mode when now there's you know two free battle royale games one that may be free in the near future and PUBG, which can you can be purchased on console for now 10 to 15 bucks so right um we'll see there they might be late to the game here but if it's unique enough and there's something that draws people in this might be a fantastic experience it might bring us back to Battlef- battlefield battlefield because we've been kind of itching for battlefield to be you know addictive again for us i guess you can right. call it
1: yeah, yeah and one of the other neat things I saw in the tutorial, if you watched it too, is that the guns are um, similar to Apex. There's, or, or not Apex, um, like a looter, in that they uh, have uh, rarity levels. So you have like your basic gun, then you have your slightly upgraded gun that has like a better mag and scope, and then you have like your rare gun you can find that has like all the attachments. So that was that was interesting as well. Another little wrinkle that they're adding.
0: Cool. Alright, moving on to our next story, Uh, this isn't really so much of a story, more of an announcement, and we are going to be showing it as I'm speaking here, but we have a story, or I should say another story trailer for Mortal Kombat 11, which is right around the corner coming up. Um, it looks like a crazy action movie. <laughs> it's um, I think you can probably compare it to maybe the Expendables series. There's just so much going on. Uh, a lot of the characters, you can finally see a little bit more about them. And not only that, but they are releasing character uh, trailers as well. So Cassie Cage came out, um, Jackie uh, Briggs came out, and they, they've just been kind of flowing like crazy lately. Still no more news on that. if that leaked roster is 100% real. If it is, we, we want to see some of the DLC characters, or maybe some of the ones that were hidden. I know, Ains, you're still looking forward to Nightwolf, is, is that right?
1: Yeah, I started to watch the story trailer, and then I didn't see Nightwolf, so I just threw it in the trash. Um, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, it's uh, it, it was interesting. I made the mistake, uh, like I was saying, as I usually do, I kind of scour to see what people are saying, and I went to some of the, uh, the Test Your Might forum, which is a, a famous Mortal Kombat forum for a lot of the high-level players, and um, Mortal Kombat Reddit, and people were talking about the story and the characters, and good God. Um, the level of lore in Mortal Kombat and the, the, t- the tie-ins to the story and all the characters and what's happened is really, really deep. Um, people get really into it. Yeah. I, uh, way more than I even realized, I think. Um, but yeah, it looks like it has a, a huge cast of characters and just a whole bunch of crazy stuff that's going to go on in the game. So, But then, you know, we talked about it, right? NetherRealm's been really good with their last three games, four games, uh, mm-hmm. with... Fighting game story modes—they've just been a lot of fun. So, it'd be interesting to see if they mix it up at all in terms of the way the battles flow. You know, because um, remind me—you played Injustice more than I did, but I, the uh, typically you do like two or three fights with a character, then you move on and you move to the next one. And I'm I'm wondering if they mix that uh, mix that up at all in this one.
2: Here's the thing—you know—I think somewhere we were talking about this, but it was the the promotion that they're doing. I mean, just just you can—they're they're showing you everything which is not I mean you know not everything but a lot so they're really doing a really good job on social media um promoting their game which is awesome because i don't like mortal kombat and i want to buy it just from the last <laughs> week of vids and stuff i watch not shitting you like that seven minute video of just like the the little quips they say before they start fighting oh yeah so, yeah i just sat there and watched i mean i couldn't take my eyes off it i was like this is hilarious. And then I watched a whole thing of brutalities. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do the actual brutality Mm -hmm. because my hands are fat. But you know, for the most part, you know, I'm I'm going from I don't care about this game to I kind of want to play this game just for the story mode. You know, and see what it's like. Because I did play Injustice 2 maybe, I'm guessing, maybe three quarters of the way through. Then I got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore because I sucked. Uh. So, but it was fun up until that point, and that was on easy. So that tells you how crappy I am at fighting games. But I'm really kind of getting hyped a little bit for for Mortal Kombat, which is weird. I shouldn't be, but it's probably well. The get game
1: wild. has a it, it has a ton of personality. To your point, like the quips right. and stuff. That's one of the best parts about it is just how much mm-hmm. personality they add into the game on the characters and everything to do with them. Um, the stuff from Johnny Cage this week with like. His fatality at first, we were laughing about. And then there's a, uh, you know, they even do win round or round win animations now. So when you win a round, um, in, you know, before the second round starts, it does a little animation. And there's one more Johnny Cage where, like, he steps back and the boom mic hits him in the head and he turns around, like, what the hell? <laughs> um, it's, just, you know, little stuff like that. It's just, it adds so much personality to the game. Yep. For
0: sure. Yeah. I, I know some people that, um, buy Injustice in the Mortal Kombat series only for the story they don't play competitive they don't go online or anything they might play a few times with their friends or whatever but they just want to see what's happened in the story You Um, Injustice did a great job at this too you know they have a great story that interweaves all the characters in some way or another and that might be um, the same thing with Mortal Kombat as Ains was saying there might be where you play three rounds with Sub-Zero then something happens in the world and you have to go in a scorpion and then do those uh, three matches or whatever so I'm assuming and they might do that and the animations just look amazing, so I'm super excited as well. Gonna be picking that one up on launch date. One of the things for people like Dan who may not be, you
1: know, super into it is, you know, I think their addition of all these thousands and thousands of cosmetics where you can fully customize the characters yeah. uh, will play a big role as well because we saw a lot of that in Injustice too, and that really keeps yep. players coming back.
0: For yeah, sure. I try to build out I try to build out characters quite a bit um, with yep. different armors and different sets, so gonna be fun. All right, another kind of announcement for E3 with another big name. So EA will not be doing a E3 press conference this year at um, at the E3 conference itself. They are going to be doing EA Play. We did attend that last year, which was a lot of fun actually, and we 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 love most EA things. But for the most part, uh, it's just fun to be there with other gamers and play games that you can play together with other people that are haven't really come out yet. Ains spent most of his time playing Madden, so I had to pull him away from that to go play some <laughs> yeah. of the Star Wars stuff. But thats it's really cool to see that they're going to be doing that. We will be attending that. Um, that is going to be happening the weekend before the official E3 conference. And we'll be bringing you live footage from there uh, quite a bit. So expect us to be covering that event a lot. Uh, let us know what you think about EA not having a press conference. What does this mean? Is this a good thing, a bad thing? But leave it in the comments and we'll definitely try to answer what we think about that too. Um, The other big news article that came out this week, which I guess became kind of divisive in a certain way, but um, there was a PlayStation console update. And in that update, they did include remote play for your PlayStation 4. Now, the remote play's biggest highlight here is that you can play this on the iOS systems. So this could be your iPad, this could be your mobile phone want to make clear this is not the same as streaming online you still need to have a PlayStation 4 in order to do that and it's considered more of a second screen where you can literally stream what you're playing on your PlayStation 4 on your iOS device this doesn't mean that you can not purchase a PlayStation and all of a sudden have that you also need a PlayStation account to do that um, and it's still a very cool feature I'm not down talking at all but it's very different from streaming from the cloud or something along those lines um, before, uh, I'm going to demo it really quick as to how it works on my phone here, but I wanted to get comments from Ains and Dan's. Are you guys going to be doing this? I've always kind of found it kind of weird to stream a game on a tiny phone screen, but people are very
2: excited about it. It's just like having a PS or uh, the Vita, right? And I mean, that's what they're doing with it now. It's really not new tech necessarily. It's just, you know, they just moved it to a different device. It's just remote play. That, that's right. not wrong in that. I mean, yeah. So no,
1: they, no, you're exactly right. Yeah, and, okay, and that's so, why it's yeah. so funny to me. People getting excited about it because
2: the I mean, Vita did cool this six iPhone, years ago, right? Yeah, I, I mean, Vita, it's, it's... But I don't have an iPhone either, so I know the Sony <laughs> Xperia phones you could you use to be able to do that with too. But I also don't have a Sony Xperia phone, so you know, it's cool. I mean, I guess you know, if you'd rather play on your iPhone than your big screen, but you know, that's you know, whatever, man. Options are good, right? They always, always good.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. It's a neat feature. Um, they did this on the Vita Remote Play six, seven years ago um, with P- even PS3 to Vita. Um, the thing about the Vita though, right, is that it had a proper, had proper thumbsticks and buttons. Um, right. Whereas if you've seen the screen of the iPhone using this, you know, everything is on the screen and trying to fit the, the movement and the buttons and everything on that little iPhone screen is kind of ridiculous for me. I don't personally enjoy it, but yeah, to your point, it's it's another way, just
0: another thing you can do with your game. So why not? Yep. So one thing I wasn't clear about Ains is, uh, are you able to use your controller with that second screen? I believe you can, right?
2: Yeah, it's Bluetooth. It should be able to. I thought they showed some like uh, pictures of, you know, like like little adapters that you can attach to your controller and then put your phone right up on top of it. Oh, with, on, honestly, I don't know,
1: guys. I'm, yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't know. I, all the, all the people I saw using it, like on my timeline and stuff, were all playing with the touch
0: button thing on their phone. Who knows? Yeah, so, so Dan, I think people were, were creating that as a thumbnail for their social oh. media stuff like that. Oh, um, I'm gonna be looking it up, but well, actually, Anz, can you look that up while I show a quick demo of how this works yep. to see if you can control On it use right it now. So what I have here guys is I have my iPhone. Um, If you have an iPad or whatever, you can do the same thing. I just want to explain what this is. So if you are not a remote player, uh, remote play connector, whatever you want to call it, and this is your first time doing this, this is how it works. Now Another unfortunate thing here is that they have not created this for the Android store yet. So uh, Dan, I know you're on a Galaxy or a Note, one of those two, you can't do that yet. But this is for iOS devices. So if you have an iPad, iPhone, whatever, I think it's an iPhone 8 or above, so you can't have an iPhone 4 or something and try to do this. But So you have your screen, you're just going to literally click the the second screen, it's called PlayStation 4 second screen, it's an app that you need to download, it is not the PlayStation app that you can already have on there, but uh, there's a help screen that actually shows you every single step here and you probably can't see it too well. Um, because of the way these cameras work, but you literally have to connect this, then you will connect it on your PlayStation 4 as well. That PlayStation 4 will give a token number, um, I guess if you're not 90, you're not familiar with that, but it gives you a number that you enter onto your phone. It literally connects into your phone, and then what is on your PlayStation 4 screen now shows up on your phone. People have talked about this maybe if their significant other, if you have kids, whatever, they're using that screen and you need to have your PlayStation 4 screen because you have to play right now. Now inside of the iPhone itself, you have the touch, to, the, the, the touch buttons that you can use. You have everything from the D-pad to the joystick to your uh, triggers and everything. So that is something cool that you can use on your screen. But like we said, we do picture it kind of funny to have your phone out playing a PlayStation 4 screen with the touch screen. I'm not a big mobile gamer, so I've never really enjoyed that touch of... Uh, sorry that type of touch screen but maybe you like it and let us know if you're going to be taking advantage of this it could be a great option for you to use Ains any update on being able to use your controller onto your iOS screen
1: yeah so in our uh, episode of you can't make this shit up um, you cannot (laughs) use a DualShock 4 Um, Only if your iPhone is jailbroken, there's a workaround. You can get your DualShock 4 to work, um, but it's not officially supported. Yet, you can use third-party controllers via the Bluetooth function.
2: That's hilarious. You know you can use a a DualShock for other games, actually, on Android. It's not even that hard. (laughs) So, it's weird to me that they wouldn't include that.
0: Like Dan was saying, there has been a lot of social media thumbnails out there where they have... Like, let me actually show it here, they have their PlayStation DualShock, and then they put their phone on top of there with a carrier, which is possible with a lot of mobile devices that you can use. I know you, if you're an Android player or an iPhone player, you can get a third-party controller and just connect it on there. But with this functionality, it's not designed to work that way. As Ainge just mentioned, there's third-party you can use for that. The Vita, on the other hand, is very different because you have a built-in controller into the screen. So, I think in my personal opinion, I would still go with the Vita if you have a Vita versus this. But this is cool functionality if you are able to take advantage of it. It's just probably not going to be for everybody. But it has been the talk of social media for this week. Mm. So... Anyways, let us know if you have any more questions on there. I will be giving this a test later on today to kind of get better impressions on it. I have connected it before, but I have yet to start a game on it. I've been stuck playing Apex Legends, so sorry. <laughs> nice. um, okay, so we're going to talk about the another divisive title in the news these days, and that is Anthem, and I'm going to turn this over to Dan and Ains here, because I have played Anthem a bit, but I, don't, I haven't played it enough to uh, intelligently talk about it, but Dan, why don't you kick us off to what's been happening with the PlayStation Four bugs and bricks?
2: Yes, yeah, so easy, Dan. Sure don't break that. anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. So <laughs> I, I play on the Xbox, but I mean, as far as the PS Four bugs, bricks, it's really not necessarily bricking consoles, uh, as I, you know, understand. It's basically putting them into a uh, uh, like a safe mode where you have to yes. rebuild the database, right? So, which is Crap, yes, it, anyway, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's ridiculous, but um, that's supposed to be fixed now. So, right before we started the cast, I went and started my uh update for uh Anthem on the Xbox. So, I'm gonna run it through um some, some tests today, see how it works. I'm gonna have my review uh next week, but back to the topic at hand. These bugs can uh, kiss my butt because I have been running into all kinds of problems lately. Um, That's not, you know, and that's just, you know, crashing to the desktop, dropping complete audio, uh, crashing out of matches, you know, for no apparent reason. There was a bug found, you know, that basically your first gun that you get now is more powerful than pretty much anything that uh, you can pick up. Uh, including legendary and masterwork weapons, um, so your your initial gun does more damage uh, than the other ones. It's 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 crazy. You know the the hit and the number that comes off is is smaller, but it takes less hits to actually kill the people. I haven't tried it yet. I'm assuming they fixed it in this patch, um, because it's more of a you know I have a level forty five gun. I'm not in my right mind going to use that. First level gun because it'll drop my rating down way too low. I feel stupid. But it, there, there's just a ton of them. Like if you saw the patch notes for this this patch, I mean, it's humongous. And some of the stuff that I was complaining about it doesn't even look like it was touched. So there's a UI slash health issue, you know, after you, you, you get a bonus towards your health. And you've got your full bar that's divided into smaller slivers of health. Well, the more slivers, obviously, you know, the more buffs you have and everything, it changes randomly. One match, I'll have 20-something different little bars on my, you know, divisions, and then I'll have, the next one, I'll have 48. So it's, I don't even know if they fixed that. We're going to find that out today, too. Um, It's just, there's so many problems, and the problem, the biggest thing is, it's not like they didn't have, and we talked about this, a roadmap with several you know dozens and dozens of different games that have released prior to anthem you know it makes me sad that you know one of my favorite developers has just basically come out and said you know this is what you get and you know Ains, i know you said it's it's more of a fiscal thing and ea wanted to you know release it at you know in this fiscal year i you know what god damn it ea just stop stop worrying about you know an extra $3 $3 million in your exec's pocket or whatever the hell is. I'm just It's just so frustrating. I'm so mad but I love the game, which is stupid. I can't stop playing it. It's <laughs> got an incredible gameplay loop. So after that last five minutes of me ranting I'm still going to play the crap out of this game because it's so much fun. It's so addicting. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go play it right now. It's so that's stupid. What, that's what they're but, counting on, people like yeah, you, but Dan. They do, like you. But they do, you know, there's something there. I just want there to be something there when I first start playing the game. And so I'm hoping the division is like that. Everything points to yes, but you know what? At this point I wouldn't put it past anybody to something <laughs> up. So I mean it's just it makes me sad that, you know, this is happening, but you know, I still love it. <laughs> well <laughs> I hate how uh, about you.
1: Yeah, no, I, I won't you know, I won't go on because it's very similar. Um, lots of issues, lots of bugs, things that are inexcusable from uh, a design perspective. Uh, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday, and I was saying that Borderlands 2 came out in 2012, so that's seven years ago, and its loot design was infinitely better than Anthem. I mean, not even close. And it's just like, and everything we learned from Diablo 3 since it launched, it it doesn't make sense for the for Anthem to launch in a state like this. Um, even beyond all the bugs and crashes, which, by the way, I, I, while you were talking, Dan, I quickly went on to the subreddit to see the Bioware thread on the update,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I can say that a lot of the uh, comments are that uh, certain things are still crashing, certain bugs are still there, um, so it's, it's not looking hugely positive. I, I only scanned through it, um, but we'll see. So, I you know, who knows? Uh, This patch was just a quick one. As we know, they only put about a week of dev time into it, probably to fix the most major of things. As we've said before, I think it's going to be several patches, uh, several months before this game's in a, what I would call a good state. Um, But Dan's right. Uh, I, me of all people, I think you guys know, I don't have a lot of patience for this stuff. Um, And yet I'm still playing the damn game too. I've been playing it next to Apex Legends since it came out. I'm a, Max level. We're still working on our builds, playing Grandmaster difficulty, and it just Dan's right. The gameplay loop itself is just addictive enough to keep you playing. So it's mm-hmm. it's frustrating. It's frustrating because you want to love it. There is something there, as Dan said, but there's just so many issues with it, and uh, you want to just damn EA because uh, I think I said last night on the other show that this was a fiscal year problem. I absolutely guarantee. That the only reason this game launched in March is because the EA CEO guaranteed their investors that they had a new IP launching in fiscal year 2019, which ends April 1st. And so they had to get the game out. It wasn't ready to be out. And here's the result.
0: Well, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, I'm sure there'll be more <laughs> tuning tuning with that game. I think for a lot of people, they're waiting for Division 2 yes. or another game that they can play socially. And unfortunately, I think Anthem's going to see a big player drop when Division 2 comes out yes. until they get that tune. And then people will play the hell out of Division and then come back to Anthem once it's fixed. Um, so we'll see. I think there'll be the back and forth with that game for the next, uh, I don't know, six, seven months. We'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the day on who wins But I have a feeling Division's going to do it just because they've already had their part one come out. They've learned all their lessons and this should be the premiere experience for this type of gameplay. So we'll see what happens as as usual. And uh, with that, that ends our news cycle. Now we did want to talk about the big games coming up in March. We've talked about 2019 being a crazy year of releases. The springtime is usually a pretty steady time. But I can't recall of a year that's had as crazy of a February, March, and April with so many big name titles. And let's let's go through a few of these. So I was just talking about Division that's coming out the fifteenth. So that is next week that Division Two will be out. Um, if you have bought any of the other editions, you might get even you might be getting it even earlier than that. We have Sekiro, which is going to be uh, Dan's go-to game for 2019. That's going to be coming out towards the tail end of the month. That's March twenty-second. Uh, Devil May Cry Five did come out yesterday. Depending on when you're listening to this, it's March eighth. Surprisingly, this game is doing amazingly well with critics. They're loving it, and from what I've seen so far, it looks amazing. So um, I will probably be picking that up sooner than expected. Dan, I know you bought it without even intending to buy it. Now you're super excited for it. But um, it, it was six
2: dollars that- off on Newegg. I use that to justify it
1: you know if you if you buy physical you could have got it for 48 and just just putting that out there there. yeah Yeah,
2: there you go that's dumb (laughs) that's (laughs) dumb that's dumb
0: um Uh. all right so for if you have a nintendo switch and you're waiting for the big switch title for the spring yoshi's crafted world comes out this month on the 29th so the very tail end of the month the demo is out now if you want to give that a try it's really fun if you play the other ones very similar the Walking Dead: The Final Season. So this is Skybound's um, development cycle here. They are the they took over development from the unfortunate Telltale series, um, and developer. Um, it is still funny enough call a Telltale series. The Walking Dead: The Final Season is what it's called. So that is at the end of the month, the 26th. So if you've been looking for Clementine's conclusion, now you're going to be able to play it. It's coming out physical as well. Um, and then the show, 2019 for PlayStation 4, if you're a big, this is their big sports title, it is an exclusive to PlayStation, coming out on the 26th as well. So plenty of stuff to keep you entertained. Dan Ains, anything you are buying for sure, anything you're passing on, waiting for a sale, maybe later on down the road? Probably all
2: of it, (laughs) except for Sekiro. (laughs) So, I got Division 2 already, I got Devil May Cry 5, I'll probably get Yoshi, uh, Walking Dead, I already bought it a long time ago, <laughs> and I always buy the show when I can because I love baseball and I love playing yep. the show. My last year sucked, so I'm hoping they improve it this year, but we will see. Yeah, I heard. I heard
1: yeah, I heard 2018 wasn't that great for the show, so it'll it be interesting. Not, I don't play it, just to be clear, but that's just a lot of. Con- I have a few people who are really into it, uh, friends who are really into it, and they said it wasn't that great. Uh, for me, I'm yeah, as you guys know, I've talked about. It, I'm all over Division Two. That's my game. Most anticipated game of the year, at least till fall. Um, I've got both exclusive collector's editions coming, and I will be doing an unboxing video for um, for them when I'm back from vacation. Sadly, they're being delivered in two days uh, prior to launch, and I uh, will not be here. So the video will be a little late, uh, just after launch. Sekiro, I am all over as well. I have the collector's edition for that one as well. Um, really, really looking forward to that one. Um, just because it, it looks like a very interesting mix of From Software's dynamics and combat systems mixed with some of the more traditional, I would say, aspects of other games like an experience system and a leveling system. Um, but it just looks fantastic. The rest, actually, I'm not into. I'm not into the action games like Devil May Cry anymore, so I'm passing that. Yoshi, I downloaded the demo um, and played it just to obviously get some experience with it. Uh, just, I just don't think those are my types of games anymore. Um, I played it for a little bit, and I was just, I was bored to tears. So, um, you know, just taste change, right? So, anyway, but Sekiro and Division Two are, are two of my most anticipated games. They're, they're the ones I'll be focused on in March, and then uh, of course we get Mortal
0: Kombat next month. So, cool. All right, guys, well, let's transition over to what we're playing. So, obviously, we have not been playing a ton of different things. We're, we're sticking to a lot of our main titles. But, Dan, why don't you kick us off? What's What's been in your console these days?
2: Uh, Anthem, of course. Um, and then I'm trying to finish Metro up. I'm hoping to have that finished today. It's been pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I haven't run into the bugs like you did, um, You know, fortunately for me. Um, they updated it, I think, like uh, this week, and... Uh, the controls seem to be a lot better, um, but otherwise, I really haven't hit a whole lot of game-breaking bugs. But I've been enjoying it. It's a really good single-player game. Um, and then I just kind of dabbled uh, a little bit more last night into Toe Jam and Earl, and it is basically Toe and Earl. Um, it's the <laughs> it's like the it's basically the first game um, updated, obviously with graphics, some new stuff. Um, there is some, you know, minor little things here and there, but it's, it's kind of that perfect remake of like a classic, you know, game that I loved. I mean, I loved Toe Jam and Earl. That was my Toe Jam back in the day. So I had it for the Genesis, played it all the time. Um, so I'm super happy that it's come back out. I think I'm going to do some co-op today with, uh, buddy and, uh, see how that goes. Good game. Uh, but that's pretty much it I haven't had a whole lot of time this week um, and anything I did was mostly grinding in Anthem for gear that was worse than my first level stuff so yeah answer about yourself
1: so yeah I mean we've touched on it uh a lot of Anthem, a lot of Apex Legends, so I won't rehash those. The only other thing I started playing this weekend was Detroit on uh, PS4. So I, I played a lot of it when it came out, and I was playing it specifically with my wife. We were playing through the story together, and uh, we finally broke it back out and went through several several more missions of that. So uh, I think we're we're getting close to the end now, and I uh, hopefully wrap that up soon. But it's it's fun to go back to if you haven't picked that up. You know, it's gotten really. Uh, affordable now i've seen it for the you know 1999 at some time so uh definitely a good one to to pick up i know you guys enjoyed it as well so
0: yeah i loved it i loved it i uh, thought about going back and doing platinum but it's just it's kind of a struggle doing every single little <laughs> tiny decision differently. yeah and there's a there's so. a
1: couple of those missions where man there are hundreds of choices you know there's like hundreds of mm-hmm. avenues it's it's
0: yep. pretty deep Yep, So great game. Um, for me, I have uh, have not played Anthem, as, as usual, as we've mentioned the last few weeks. I went back and focused on ReCore. So ReCore is one of my biggest surprise titles of this generation. It's very, very challenging. Um, I am playing the Definitive Edition, so if anyone played this at launch, it was riddled with bugs. It was a lot shorter of a game, and the Definitive Edition has fixed those and also been enhanced. So um, great game. The end of the game is very, very difficult, very challenging i've gone back to the uh to the end where it's very very challenging and um, i almost broke controllers one of my (laughs) i feel like i pulled another muscle i did this the last time i tried to play a really hard (laughs) game but my my right hand uh ring finger and pinky are extremely sore but the rest of the fingers are fine so that's very strange but great game it's on game pass give it a try if you have the patience and are up for a challenge towards the end game Um, also playing a bit of Apex and funny enough we played PUBG last night for the first time a while and boy was that different Um, talk (laughs) about a slow it feels like an ancient game at this point but it's it was still fun And we did have a chicken dinner last night out of nowhere so which didn't register for me
1: thanks pub
0: (laughs) yeah so uh, it's good time a lot of stuff going on with games Um, we'll see what happens in the next few months with what we pick up what we play what we finish And we'll be sharing some more reviews with you in the near future. Okay, let's turn this over to Ains. We're going to play our favorite game called Name That Game. Um, Last week, I was able to stump the guys with a game they, I guess, never played. And uh, let's see what Ains can do this week. So, all yours, sir. Gloves are coming off.
1: No, I'm kidding. This one, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Like I was just uh, mentioning to Bert beforehand, if you've played this, I think you'll probably get it based on my questions. But if not, it's going to be obviously a little harder. But... All right, <clears throat> first question. This was released on the Super Nintendo in Japan in 1993 and in America in 1994.
0: Okay, 93 in Japan, 94 in the USA. Super Mario Bros. 3. No. No.
2: <laughs> it <have> awesome. <laughs> there's a lot Maybe, of anticipation there yeah I was, like, I was like what did he get it fantastic we're mm-hmm. done all right um i i don't know i've never been to japan so uh, <laughs> well fortunately it came out in america too <laughs> oh, okay go with the tried and true sonic the hedgehog <laughs> the super <laughs> nintendo never, come on now I know, it Three? i don't know i don't
1: Three. Three.
2: Sonic All right, three. second question. Damn it. It's <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I didn't get it? <laughs> it takes
1: place uh, on Earth sometime around the 16th century.
2: I don't even know when that is. When's the 16th century? <laughs> what is that, 1700s? 1500. 1500s. 1800s. Come on now. Is that Kay. right? I don't Fifteen know. Hundreds. you got to go through fucking, century, It's right? Saturday morning. I... Up <laughs> we'll at four o'clock by some stupid phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, Super Mario Bros. two. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I mean, um, I mean, there's really no point in guessing and just be stupid. Sure, there is. I've
0: gotten in two questions before. <laughs> yeah. How well, about um? You can about ah. Castlevania?
2: Nice. No,
1: that's God. Mm. The Super Nintendo Castlevania is so sought after. That's that's a game yeah, that, that's that goes awesome. for like hundred fifty bucks. Alright, really? <clears throat> a pre-release version of the game, believe it or not, was released on a ROM on the World Wide Web way back then, but the full release, this is a long hint, sorry, the full release was published by Enix in Japan and Nintendo of America in America, obviously, and the logo for the game was changed to resemble, to more resemble The Legend of Zelda. Um,
2: yeah, that's that's a long thing. Yeah, it was a long, a long hint.
1: Thing. So there was a pre-release version of the game that was released on ROM prior to um, prior to the game releasing at all. Um, in Japan, it was published by Enix. Published by Nintendo of America in America, obviously. And the logo, when it in its official release, different from the ROM, the logo was changed to more resemble the Legend of Zelda to try and attract more buyers. Okay, uh,
0: super ghouls and ghosts.
1: No. Fantastic game, though. Play that on the SNES Classic
2: if you like. Fuck. I don't fucking know. It looked more like Zelda. Final Fantasy s- I've heard this story before. Six? I just can't remember the game. Was there, did that game get released here? Final Fantasy 6?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, in the U.S. it was Final Fantasy 3. Three um, right, but yes, no, uh, that's not, not it, it. No. Okay.
2: Well.
1: All no right. <laughs> the um, as was typical with um, a lot of Nintendo games at the time. If you you guys will remember, of course, the American version was changed a lot from the Japanese version, and in fact removed some references to cannibals at one point in the story, and all religious symbols and references were removed as well for the American version. <laughs>
0: your it's your guess, Dan.
2: Oh. Okay. Cannibals. Okay. Yeah, I've never played this game. So, um Go 14. Is goal <laughs> right.
0: um, Secret of Evermore.
1: Mm, good guess. Real good guess. But no. Very good guess. Uh, I mean, you I know, do. you're you're in the era, which is good. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Um Golar Go 14 in the era, though. <laughs> right. Thankfully, no. It's in nobody's <laughs> yeah. era. It's been lost to time. <laughs> um, instead of a standard experience point system, you would earn jewels to boost either your attack, defense, or health.
2: you say it one more time? I'm sorry. I a lot sure. Time.
1: Instead of standard experience point system, like you saw in a lot of games, um, you would right. simply earn jewels, which would boost either your attack, defense, or health.
0: Um mm. uh, I think this is on the Genesis, but it's my guess for now. Golden Axe.
1: (laughs) You love that game. Uh, No. Great game as well, though. You got anything, Dan?
2: I've got nothing. I'm going to Hard Pass.
1: All right. Let's go to the next one. So the main character's name is Will. Will... Well, um, oh. and he can, <laughs> he's the only playable character, and he can turn into a character named Freedon, who is a dark knight, and Shadow, who is a solid form of energy, and his friends, Will's friends, are known as the Seaside Gang.
0: Gosh, I feel like I should know this. Yeah, uh, some
1: of like these I hints are long, be because this. I just kind of merged questions together to try and help a little bit, so...
2: <clears throat> yeah man i i'm i fucking, if i know no idea I've okay clue.
1: um chrono trigger god another classic but new good guess though okay so unlike other games um in the genre there are no current there's no currency uh there's no equipment and when you finish an area and move forward, it becomes blocked off, so it's much more linear.
0: Oh, brother. God, turn is um, I don't even know. It,
1: this is Bert's turn.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, okay, well, obviously... Um, pilot wings. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to rent pilot wings for the Super Nintendo from Blockbuster on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm old. Pilot Wings.
2: Oh, I remember Pilot Wings. That was an awesome game. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: That's not it though. That's not
2: it. <sighs> Fuck me. Still not it. No. Still not it. Super NES. Yep. Not Pilot Wings. <laughs> <laughs> not Golden Axe. <laughs> no, Golden Axe is no never one. on the Super I'm Nintendo. Serious, I'm drawing a blank, man. This is. I, it's, a ho- it's a it's a hard one on the SNES.
1: So, like I said, this is a hard one. If you played it, you would have got it by now, so you obviously didn't play it. Hopefully, some of these last couple questions I'll I'll put on a light bulb. So, three questions Mm -hmm. left. This one, I don't know if will, but we'll see. So, when you start the game, um, your character will, you fall into a dark space, and a being informs you that a comet is coming and will bring doom to the world, and you have to stop it.
2: What? Oh, is it my turn again? Good. Yeah, yes, this is your turn. fucking don't know uh the legend of zelda 2 <laughs> <laughs> new <laughs> That's all I got. okay I, i'm just throwing uh, stupid shit out there now i'm gonna not get this one Damn. guys
1: now uh, you may get it my, my last the, the final question is a real obvious one so I, I i put number 10 in there on purpose but we'll see
2: what are we
0: on
1: now? This uh, that was eight. That was eight.
0: That was eight. Yeah, I, I don't even have a guess here. No guess. So, All right, um, let me go to yeah, nine.
1: Yeah. It has real-world sites in the game, including the pyramids, Incan ruins, Great Wall of China, um, in which you unlock things to eventually lead to uncovering the secret of the Tower of Babel.
0: Man, this better be a well-known game. God damn it. <laughs>
1: It's got it be better. Than it, it was a well-known game. It was a well-known game. You've been in the ballpark with your guesses. Secret of Mana. Nope. Nice. No, nope. another good guess though. Nope. You got anything, Dan, or should I should I give the final the final clue? How about Madden '94? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, final clue. <laughs> nothing, then. Number ten. Dan guesses first. So, it, was, it had three different names. Obviously, in Japan, it went by a completely different name. But <clears throat> in uh, Europe and Australia, the game was called Illusion of Time.
0: I think I have an idea, but I'm not 100% sure.
2: Can we get more time?
1: <laughs> I, I don't think time's going to help you, Dan. Who, let's be honest.
2: Who was, who was, who was the developer?
1: Uh, the,
0: Enix in Japan and Nintendo of America. Oh, that's no, a publisher. Yeah, it's so e- developer.
1: E- eni- uh, the developer was I'm just to think uh, of, like, a developer Enix that games. I, I, I that had games honestly games. never even heard of. Uh, I want to say it was called
2: Quintet. It was published. Mm-hmm. Published by Nintendo. published by
1: Enix in Japan and Nintendo of America and or Nintendo in America. Excuse me.
2: Oh good. <laughs> uh, I just don't remember any Enix games. That's my problem, and I don't remember any. It, I don't know the hell is that? super
1: metroid
2: <laughs> There you go. No. Nope. Was even I don't even know what the hell that came out. I got nothing Super Metroid's go. right in that
1: ballpark about 94, 95, yeah. Um, Bert, bring it home. Come on.
0: Is it Gaia?
1: I'll give it to you. It's Illusion of Gaia. Yes.
0: Oh, nice. okay. Cool. I remember the the box art now. Is it the one that has like um like a looks almost like a hurricane going on? It, it, like no, it has sky?
1: it's got it's got the Gaia but the G looks like an earth.
0: <laughs> yes. I've never played it okay. in my life. It was dang I got it on ten.
1: It was a I, I figured. I mean I basically gave you the title, Illusion of Time. It's Illusion of Gaia. And if you notice the questions, I mentioned the Earth and uh, a being and other things what, during the questions, so
0: Yeah, there it is. Oh, okay. I actually believe I it or not, one? I
1: bought that game and if you read up on it in the US they did a special promotion where it came with a T shirt and I, I actually had the shirt and the game back back then.
0: Whoa. Whoa! Wish
1: I still had it, of course. But
0: well, didn't completely oh, yeah. got all the way to question 10 that's been that's a oh, tough you know, one. I the remember day. the I never, box art. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and I that's, just
1: looked it up. That's why I brought up that the logo was changed to make it more, you know, recognizable to Americans. So, gotcha. um, nice. Yeah, it was a it was a decent game. I I didn't enjoy it as other people did, but I looked at when I was doing research on it. It was actually really highly rated. It was like mostly nines. And it's on yep. Nintendo Power's top 200 Nintendo games. Dang! So, Pretty looking nice. at
0: looking at eBay now just to see what it's going for. So a loose copy somewhere in the roundabouts of 20 to 25 bucks. A complete copy somewhere around 50 bucks. That's not too bad. <laughs> so a lot
1: of the a lot of the classic Super Nintendo games complete are freaking expensive nowadays.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's bidcast. Um, hopefully, you got the news you needed this week and. Um, we are going to be taking a week off for BSG coming up, so we'll be coming back with that. Um, if you were wanting to wait for and stuff, uh, Ains, have you decided what game you're playing? I for?
1: think I think I'm playing Realm Royale because I've oh. played all the other battle royale so but I haven't played that one, so we might as well give it a shot and have some laughs with it.
0: Yeah, and it's got a huge community, so hopefully, yep. if you have been interested in it, this this uh, backseat game will give you a better impression of how the game plays. But that's to to be coming. Um, next week we are not going to be doing a traditional BitCast. We're going to be doing a BitCast special and the week after that we'll have BitCast 50. So we'll be doing something special for that one as well. But overall Dan, where can we find you?
2: Uh, season Gaming. Um, on Twitter. I'm on uh, Third Wheel Arcade. I'm hopefully going to be working on a video this week uh, for a set of headphone sets, headsets, gaming nice. headsets. So I'm hoping to get that up and ready by the end of this week um short of that man get some reviews out bring it, on. <laughs> bring it on cool ains anything you
0: want to close out with on yourself
1: yeah just uh you know porsche power everywhere um i will have a written uh pretty long division two preview coming next week prior to launch so if you um it, it's really aimed at people who are big Division One players. If you're new to the genre, there's plenty of resources out there, you know, for you. But if you're a big Division One player and wondering, you know, what to expect in Division Two, I've got a preview coming for that. Um, I am taking off for a rare vacation next week, so I will be uh, otherwise um, out of the loop. So you guys have fun, and uh, I will see you when I get back. And if you haven't watched it, um, give a shout out to this week's Backseat Gaming with Dan playing Blackout because
0: it is hilarious and you should give it a watch. Yep, Dan's favorite genre. (laughs) Alright folks, if you uh, listen to us on podcast, definitely find us on any of the podcast avenues, iTunes, Spotify, etc. If you're watching us on YouTube, thanks for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe and thanks again guys. Have a great week.